Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about being rich. It's about enriching the lives of others. Because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater ability as a rippler to create a ripple effect in the lives of others. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for binging and sharing with other people this podcast. Because again, you know this is the ripple effect we're here to create and that I'm here to create specifically through your life so that your life is better now. As a reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. If you haven't done so, go to the passive income calculator on there and find out how much passive income you can create within the next 12 months. This number is seriously take out the numbers from my head and be able to put it into an easy system, simple questionnaire. But man, if those results are anywhere in the tens of thousands, you need to be reaching out to us and contacting us today. So check that out. So today, guys, I want to go and shift into, I think something so important right now, because as we're seeing what's going on with the world, you need more certainty, don't you? We need more protection. We need to know that we can protect what we have because it's not about making the returns. I mean, the returns are awesome. We want to make lots of returns, but most importantly, we got to keep the money we have and then build upon that foundation versus just gambling our lives away, which is what most people do. And so it's great to talk about offense, but what wins championships are defenses, right? And that's what we want to talk about today. Specifically, we're going to talk about disability insurance and long-term care insurance. What's the need for those? That's the topic we don't really talk about a whole lot, but it's so essential. And I know many of you have been asking that question of me lately too. So I want to be sure to bring on a special guest, the guy that I use for my insurance needs, specifically in this area, especially around of disability and long-term care, which is Greg Nelson. Now, give you a little bit of backstory on Greg Nelson here. Besides the fact that I've known him since, well, 2006. So now we're going on 16 plus years that we've known each other. Greg is a CHFC. You know, he's a charter financial consultant. He's also a certified employee benefit specialist. So he does a lot of things with group plans and things of that nature. If you're an entrepreneur, also a disability insurance fellowship and so forth, right? He's only the recognized disability insurance, which, I mean, he has that real disability insurance designation that comes with that. Besides having his own experience from income protection that saved his own family, which is kind of a cool story too. He's been reviewing and helping companies, business owners, professionals really get that income protection that they need really for the last 25 years. And so the biggest thing is, is that we're not just talking about disability insurance, we're talking about that income protection plan that we're talking about today. So Greg, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So give us a little bit more of your backstory, because I know you mentioned that you've actually been a, a really a benefactor of your own training, your own teachings, right? Uh, tell us a little bit more about your backstory. Okay. Well, if we go back even before I knew you, Chris, I started in the early 90s, 1990s, in the financial services industry. And at that point, I was young and immortal, you might say. You know, <laughs> nothing was going to hurt me. And I had a mentor that said, you know, you can't sell what you don't own. 
That was the only reason why I got disability insurance at that point. You know, I, I was thinking I'd never need it, but, you know, I trusted what my mentor said, so I got some. And it was probably one of the biggest and best decisions that I made in my life because it was about two years later that I ended up with something called Meniere's disease. Now, I don't know how many of you are familiar with it. It's no known cause, no known cure. So, and it's not something that's contagious, but it affects the equilibrium in your inner ear. So I would get these, what I call episodes of vertigo where everything starts spinning around. And those would last anywhere from 30 seconds to 30 minutes at a time. Mm. Now, I don't know how you are when you have something just spinning around like at an amusement park. But in my case, if I get that, I'm useless for the rest of the day. I can't mm. do anything else because of that. So I would lose days at a time. And wow. with a young family, you know, it was the, the thing that saved our financial bacon. But oh, as important was the fact that I could concentrate on getting better rather than how do I put food on the table during that period of time. So yeah. you'll find that I'm a big advocate about it, besides the fact that I had an employee, a family member, a close family member that used it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I like that you taught me was, well, we'll start with disability insurance. We'll go to the long-term care, kind of the latter section of this, but disability insurance, one thing you taught me is really it's income insurance right? Which is what we're all about here. Like we want that income protection. And even for me, where I'm out of the rat race, because I know, I know that there's listeners listening right now. It's probably what you right there, right? You're listening right now saying, wait, I know I'm getting the passive income to take care of all these needs. So I don't need it. Well, guess what? I'm probably in a better position than you are financially. And I still have it. I'm still paying for it because to me, it's, it's very cheap in compared to comparison to what I actually get as a benefit. What would you be your response for people that, for that need of disability insurance? Well, the first thing that I like to do is to dispel one of the misnomers of disability insurance. Because mm-hmm. when we think about disability, probably the first thing that pops into most people's head is a picture of that person on the parking space that's in the wheelchair, you know, that blue and white thing that's pasted on there. And, yep. you know, that's what we kind of think of as a disability. And we think, well, I'm never going to be that disabled. And I can also hear people saying, you know, as long as I can use my mind, I'm not going to be unable to be able to work. But I, I actually can tell said you that from my you own in the beginning, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way I felt. But I can tell you from firsthand experience that it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, those, those kind of disabilities happen, but those are the exceptions rather than the rule. In most cases, it's something where I can still work, but I can't work as long or as effectively as I could before. And so therefore my income drops. And when I'm in a position where I'm trying to build those assets with a great plan, hey, I'm gonna be able to get out of the rat race, I'm gonna be able to live on passive income. Uh, You know, I hope that everybody's able to get to that point. But until I get to that point, and even beyond that point, I think it's always a good idea to make sure that you have the income to be able to continue to meet those, those goals that you have for the future. And I'd also like to share one other analogy that I find really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to say that I offered you two different jobs, cleverly labeled job A and job B. Mm-hmm. Now, job A pays you $100,000 a year, but if you're too sick or too hurt to work, it pays you exactly zero. Now, job B, on the other hand, pays you $98,000 a year. 
But if you're too sick or too hurt to work, it's going to pay you tax-free about $60,000 a year. So the question is, which one of the two would you take? I have yet to have anybody say they want job A, even though job A pays you 2000 more. Mm-hmm. So I suggest that disability income protection is actually the foundation of any good financial plan and is very cost-effective for the benefit that you could receive in millions over your working lifetime. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that's the, the big key. I think a lot of people think this must be really expensive, right? And, and granted, if you're 60 years old, it might be. Um, and depending on your health, I know for me being in my mid forties, you know, I pay like 400 bucks a month and you know, my benefits like almost 15 grand a year. So, uh, I, I think to me, that's a small trade-off in comparison to the benefit, you know, because I don't have a crystal ball. I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in my future as great condition as I am. I'm in physically, I'm running marathons. You just never know. And, and like you said, it could even be your mind, which for me, that's my more, most important asset. I could be in a wheelchair and do a lot of the things I'm doing, but if something affects my brain or my, my, my moods, or like if there's depression or other mental illnesses, things like that, I'm, I could be toast. Well, I, maybe I can clarify two things along those lines. The first one is yeah. that you mentioned 15,000. That's actually about, if you don't mind my sharing this, that's right. actually about what your monthly benefit is. So if you right. took that monthly benefit, let's say it's 15,000 hypothetically, and you times that by 12, that's 180,000 a year. If right. you times that even over, over 10 or 20 years, you know, that's, you're getting plus there's cost of living adjustments that can be added to that. You can be close to a half a million dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. One instance can more than make up what you paid for the for the premium. Besides the fact that you have that peace of mind that if something happens, you have a way to be able to focus on getting better rather than how do you how do you put food on the table? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's great. Uh, any other like pieces of advice when it comes to? you know, what to look for when they're looking for a good policy. Let's just say they already, maybe they even have a disability insurance policy. What should they look for to see if they have the right policy for them? Good, good question. I would probably take, say two things. Mm-hmm. The first one is uh, one of the questions that I ask people when they say, well, I got my own policy or I got something for work or mm-hmm. whatever that way. When is the last time that you reviewed that coverage to make sure that it's actually working for you for your specific situation. In other words, this may be something that you got five, 10 years ago. You haven't even looked at it. You may have had a change in your income, your job occupation. You may have even started a new career. That mm-hmm. policy may not be doing the right job for what you need today. Yeah. Even if it's a group policy, I, I ask employers a lot of times, when is the last time you reviewed it? And they don't seem to understand other than here's what my premium is and here's who the company is. Well, that's yeah. great, but do you have the right amount of benefit? Do you have the right definitions? For example, mm-hmm. one of the definitions that you look at is what does it take to get a benefit? And that's probably the most important question. You know, yeah. But that's based on not only what your occupation is, but what your definition of disability, and you've got two different definitions there. You've got one for total disability. Is that an own occupation definition? Meaning that if you can't do the substantial material duties of your specific occupation at the time of disability, do you get the benefit even if you decided to do something else and you're making twice as much? Or is it based on any occupation 
that you could do because of education, training, or experience. I've seen a lot of people that when they got to a disability situation, they actually weren't able to get much benefit because the insurance company determines, well, because of your education or experience, you could do this. Like a doctor, well, you may not be able to be a doctor, but you could teach at the university. That's probably mm-hmm. going to be a huge pay cut for that doctor, but they determine yeah. you could do that, so therefore you're no longer disabled. And then the yeah. other definition that you want to look at is, well, if I can still do my job, but not as long or as effectively, am I going to get a benefit, and how is that going to work? There's a lot of different di- different definitions that you should check on to make sure that you have the right right policy in place. So true. Yeah, you don't want to be able to get that little curveball thrown at you saying, oh, well, you can still get a you know, a cheap minimum wage job, congratulations, you don't get anything, right? That, that would be a horrible, horrible situation to be in, especially if it's a big cut in your income. So yeah, good point. I heard a good analogy made that, you know, when you're up in the airplane and you're going to say, do some parachuting out, would you like to know how the parachute works before or after you jumped out of the plane? <laughs> Usually before. <laughs> Absolutely. That's when you yeah. want to look at your policy, make sure that it's working right for you and your situation and upgrade it or review it on a regular basis. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only a thousand dollars or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on it. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Great point. And before we move to long-term care, because I know people want to be able to review their policies, whether it's disability insurance, long-term care, I know you even do health insurance as well. Uh, what would be the best way for them to contact you? They could do one of two things. Either number one, they could phone or email me directly at 801-860-6552. And if they mention that they work with you, Chris, and Money Ripples, then you know there's no cost or obligation for a review. I'm happy to do that for your listeners. You can also email me with that at greg at sb, as in boy, coach.net. Yep, sb as in strategic benefit, right? sbcoach.net. Yeah, great. Uh Greg at sbcoach.net. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes too, just in case there's any confusion there. Or in case they're driving, we don't want them to wreck, trying to type that in their phone while they're doing that and and causing an accident, of course. So, well, great, Greg. So let's move over to long-term care because this one... This one is becoming a lot more of a concern for a lot of people. Uh, I'm having more and more people saying, hey, Chris, like, I'm wondering if I should put long-term care rider on my life insurance policy because I want to be able to make sure that this goes beyond age 65, right? This is something that can take care of me in case um, there's, you know, whether I'm staying at home, being taken care of at home, or if I have to be put into a home, right? I want to make sure that these costs are covered and they're getting very, very expensive, uh, regardless of inflation, <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty spendy to be able to take care of you. So uh, tell us more about long-term care and the need for that. Yeah, well, essentially the idea behind long-term care is to be able to enjoy your retirement or whatever you want for your building up your passive income to be able to enjoy life in general. 
to yeah. be able to enjoy those assets, to have permission to use those assets so that you don't need to use them for a, a long-term chronic care need, such as long-term care. Now, I suggest that long-term care also has a stigma. Similar to disability, we think of the person in the wheelchair. If we think about long-term care, we usually think about that nursing home that we know down the street where mm -hmm. grandma might be or somebody that we don't even know. And we look at their condition there and say, I'm never going to be in a situation like that. I'm going to, I'm going to do my care at home or I'm going to be kind of assisted living center. But the question becomes, do you want to pay for that or do you have the resources to do so on your own where you, it won't affect your retirement or your lifestyle for not only you, but for your spouse or other significant people. And by the yeah. way, do you want to be able to pass those on to your, to your children or other beneficiaries? Or do you want it to just be spent in could, what statistically is what 85% of Americans face at some type of level uh, sometime in their future? Yeah, it's almost as I would say this one for risk wise, other than maybe like auto insurance, right? It seems like this one's probably the next in order at, after life insurance and auto insurance being used because people are living longer. And, and I'm seeing this with my family right now. Like I have an aging parent where he, he thought, I mean, he would, he would live life however he wanted. He smoked since the Vietnam war. He's, you know, eating fast food, you know, candy, you name it. Now he's, yeah, you'd think this would have killed him off because he had strokes in his forties, heart attacks in his fifties. However, thanks to modern medicine, he's still alive, right? <laughs> and as a result, the guy is very diabetic. He's crippled. You know, he can't do hardly anything right now. And, and he's the perfect person that should have done this decades, of, decades ago to be able to pay for this because now he's eating up all of his assets, just trying to pay for basic care while modern medicine just keeps him alive barely, right? Yeah. Well, I like to think of long-term care to be the extension of disability. Yeah. During our working lifetime, statistically speaking, there's about a one out of four chance that I'm going to use it in some manner. That doesn't mean I'm going to be totally disabled, but partially uh, is the more likely scenario. Well, yeah. in the case of long-term care, once I'm no longer needing to work for a living, now I've got my assets. In some cases, even before then, I've got my assets that I want to be able to enjoy and be able to do whatever I want, not having to use those assets for something like long-term care. And it doesn't mean that you're going to end up in the nursing home. Like I said, mm -hmm. you could be, it could be at-home care. It could yeah. be assisted living. It could be senior center. I like yeah. to use the example of my, my wife's mother. And I saw this firsthand. In this, actually, in this case, it was her grandmother. Her grandmother was being cared for at home by her mother. Now, her mother at that time was getting up in the age, but she wanted to take care of her mom, so she didn't end up, need to end up in the nursing home. Well, uh, that's part of the problem is that it not only affects you, it probably affects somebody else who's trying to take care of you, whether it's your spouse, whether it's one of your children, or somebody that needs to take care of you. Well, it ultimately got to the point where she couldn't take care of her any longer. She ended up needing to put her in a nursing home because she couldn't lift her, she couldn't there, she couldn't do a lot of the things that she needed done for her. And in that case, she started, it was interesting to note that when she started, she was self-pay, meaning she was using her resources to pay for it. She had a private room. She had very good care. When she got to the point that she no longer had the resources, 
that's where potentially Medicaid can kick in. But once she went to Medicaid, she moved to another wing of the hospital of the facility where she was in a semi-private room. And I don't know if you've been to some of the facilities that have Medicaid people in there. And they're doing the best they can with the resources that they have, but they don't yeah. have the same amount of resources. So you can see people out in the hall where they're saying things like, help me. And, you know, it's impossible for them to be able to help everybody on the resources yeah. that they get from Medicaid. If the place is even available when you need it. That's right. Exactly. If you're not put on a waiting list or something in the meantime, right? Exactly. exactly. Now, I get a lot of people that will say, hey, Chris, like somebody told me, some insurance agent told me I should just put this onto my life insurance policy. My own opinion is I don't want you to take that away because that's eating into your cash to be able to do that. Plus, even when you do use that long-term care benefit, it's, it's mostly eating into your cash anyways. I'd rather you have to keep that cash in the policy separate working for you while also having a long-term care policy separate. Is that kind of what you've seen as well? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few other ways that you can do it depending on the mm -hmm. person's situation. And I always suggest, hey, you know, you don't have to have your long-term care policy cover all of your expenses. I mean, kind yeah. of the idea behind insurance, even with health insurance, we usually have a deductible of some type. Mm -hmm. and the higher the deductible, obviously, the lower the premium. Well, yeah. why not take a, a similar uh, attack, so to speak, on long-term care insurance? There's a certain amount that if I needed it, I'd be able to pay for X amount of it. But the rest, I want to ensure that so that I don't have to pay out on this other. So you can do it all. You can do some. You can. They're very customizable to where you can say, hey, here's the amount of benefit that I need, time that I need it for, and even what my budget is, and we can help put together the best policy that meets your specific needs. Yeah. Well, here's the big picture I see with what you do, Greg, is like, you're like that defensive coordinator on a sports team, right? Like you allow us to be able to use a better offense because if you don't have a good defense, if you're always worried about the what if question, you tend to play a little bit, bit more scared on the offensive play too, right? You know, like for example, like you might say, well, if this event happens in my life, I got to keep more liquid cash. Ooh, got to keep more liquid cash. And as many people hear me say here, every bit of $100,000 that you have that you could be using to invest, like if you generate at least 10,000 a year of passive income plus that's now being taken up because it's over here, right? But if you can get more of that at play, make sure you put the insurance companies at risk so that you free up all your cash and your resources to focus on the offense. It's a way better scenario. It's, it's a great investment. If you think about it from that standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you're protecting and giving yourself permission to be able to use your other assets in ways that you want to, rather than having to say, store a certain amount, be sure that that's there if, when, and if something happens. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. I know if even investments we've talked about on this show, like you want to keep it more liquid, it just means it's going to get you a lower return, which costs you money. It's an opportunity cost. The real question I have to ask is, Hey, if a matter of a few hundred bucks a month, would that allow you to be able to create thousands more on that money elsewhere, right? That's that give and take, you know, that opportunity cost that you don't want to give up. So anyways, yeah, I see this a huge necessity. So, so once again, Greg, go ahead and give us your phone number and your email address if they want to reach out with questions. Thank you. It's greg at sbcoach.net. You can actually use greg at strategicbenefitcoach.com, but I wanted to make it a little easier. They both go to the same place. Yeah, uh, But the other one that you can either call or text to 
is my personal number of 801-860-6552. Happy to talk to you, answer questions, review what you have, and make sure that it's doing the right job for your specific situation. Because mm-hmm. this isn't a all or nothing. It isn't a, a cookie cutter approach that you should take in these type of situations. Absolutely. 100% agree. Well, the thing I love too, Greg, is that I know you're licensed all across the U.S. So anybody who's in the United States, they can reach out to you, ask us questions, be able to get these things reviewed. If you already have a policy, you just want to know if it could be done better or cheaper or whatever it might be, uh, Greg can definitely give you that. So I appreciate your generosity of being able to offer that to the listeners on the show today because that's very, very generous of you. Thank you. Happy to help any way I can. Absolutely. Well, everybody, you know, here it is. I mean, again, you want a great offense. You also have to have a great defense to go with your plan, right? You got to make sure this works as efficiently as possible. So you can listen to the show all day, but if you don't do anything about it, it won't change your life. We want you to change your life. We want you to create that ripple effect so that as you prosper, you can be a blessing in the lives of others too, not just in your community, but also for your own family and generations beyond you. Because it's not just about creating wealth for yourself. It's generational wealth and creating a real lasting legacy what you're here to create. So guys, make sure you go take action, reach out to Greg. If you feel like you need to have that reviewed or even need to get something in place, because this is a big hole in your plan. Be sure to have that done, make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.